how do we show what we or our characters are feeling rather than just telling readers? In this episode, you'll learn eight questions you can ask yourself so you can better visualize what those emotions look and feel like and thus how to show your readers. I'm also going to share with you tips on how to identify when you're telling instead of showing. Welcome to Parents Who Write, the podcast that helps parents pursue their writing dreams. I'm your host, Erin P.T. Canning. I'm a mom of two young boys, a writer, editor, and writing coach. My mission is to help you regularly make time for your writing, find your voice again, and confidently share your stories so that you can own your identity as a writer and be a happier, more patient parent. Hey, friend. Thank you again for joining me for another episode of Parents Who Write. I am going to be talking about showing emotions. This goes back to show, don't tell. In fact, in episode 18 of Parents Who Write, I tried to simplify the idea of show, don't tell, and I talked about when it is actually appropriate for us to use telling instead of showing because it too has its place in our writing. But now I am going to talk to you about showing emotions. And before I do that, I have a little story for you. Years ago, a friend and I attended a paint and sip class where you drink wine while the instructor walks you through painting an entire picture in the span of a few hours. In high school, I took a lot of art classes because I originally wanted to be a painter. So I was used to sketching my drawings on the canvas and then painting each individual item one at a time. I could spend an entire class blending colors in the sky, or I could focus on the woman in my painting, particularly how the shadows hugged her curves. No one has that time in a paint and sip class. But my perfectionism got the better of me. While everyone else followed our teacher's advice, painting the entire canvas blue and then layering elements on top of each other, you know, a few buildings, some plants, a set of stairs, clouds, and so forth, I spent the majority of the class perfecting the stairs, outlining each brick with black, blending the colors for depth, adding shading and texture. At the end of the class, everyone else had a complete picture to take home. They could hang that picture on the wall or they could fill in more details later. Regardless, they had the whole picture and I had a blue sky and stairs. Everyone agreed they were beautiful stairs, but I had gotten lost in the weeds, in the details. And by the time I got home, I had forgotten what the rest of the picture was supposed to look like. So what does this have to do with show versus tell? My perfectionism used to hinder my writing too. Now, when I am writing a first draft, I focus more on the events that will get my character from point A to point B, one chapter at a time. When my ideas are flowing and I am writing fast and furious, I take a snapshot of their emotions and I move on. In short, I rely on telling during the first draft so that I can capture the big picture as quickly as possible and not get lost in the weeds in the details. So here's an example from my first draft, the second chapter in my book, whatever. But here was me just trying to take a snapshot of a moment. And this is what I had written. In the morning, Adeline wakes up and fear starts to set in. She's in a castle in another world and her safety depends completely on the king's goodwill. 
Adeline feels her identity stripped away when she sees herself in the mirror, the dress prohibiting her from breathing easy. When I am ready to revise my story and focus on filling in more details, on slowing down, on sinking into the moment, I keep an eye out for when I simply state what my characters are feeling. Because instead of telling the reader how your character feels, you want to make the reader experience those emotions for themselves. You want to provide details that create a moving picture inside the reader's head so that your reader is living that moment as the scene unfolds. So you're probably wondering right now, how do I realize when I am telling emotions rather than showing them? What should I look for? And how do I actually show emotions? Okay, the first thing you're going to do is get out your highlighter tool in your Word document or get one out of your drawer. And you are going to pick a passage in your story. And within that passage, I want you to search for emotion words like happy, love, glad, sad, fear, angry, furious, nervous, excited, anxious, etc. And highlight all of those emotion words. Also keep an eye out for the verbs felt or feel, or even if you use their synonyms like experienced or endured or suffered, right? But basically felt or feel. John feels sad, right? Or like the examples in my passage, I said, Adeline's fears start to set in. I use the word fear, so I highlight that. And then I said, Adeline feels her identity stripped away. So Adeline feels, I am telling the reader that is how she felt. So when I come across moments like these, as an editor, I don't just say, show me, don't tell me, because I know that drives people crazy. I start asking a lot of questions, and they tend to center around what does that fear feel like in her body? Okay, I'm going to break this down into eight questions for you. First, how has her breathing changed? Is she hyperventilating or taking long, slow breaths? Second, what are her muscles doing? Have her muscles tightened so much that she can't move, or does she wobble on her feet? Third, what's the look on her face? Are her brows furrowed or have her eyes gone wide? Has she stopped blinking or is she blinking continuously? Fourth, what is she doing with her hands? Is she wringing them or shaking them? Is she twirling her hair until the strands snap? Is she holding a book and tries to get her hands to stop shaking? Is she fidgeting with something? Is she wiping her sweaty hands on her shirt? Fifth, What does she see? Is she staring directly at whatever she's afraid of? Is she willing herself to look away but can't? Or is she looking at everything except the thing that she is afraid of? Six, how is she interacting with the objects around her? Is she slamming or dropping items? Is she throwing things around the room? Is she meticulously making her bed and smoothing out the comforter so that not a single wrinkle is visible? Seventh, what does her voice sound like? Husky? High-pitched? Quaky? Is she stuttering or mumbling or shouting? And last, what is she doing with her body? Is she pacing? Is she sitting perfectly still like a statue? Does she sit down then jump up again only to try to sit down again? Does she cross and uncross her legs a few times? All of these questions will start to paint vivid pictures inside your head 
as the writer so that you can figure out the details that you need to start filling in so that your reader can experience that emotion. Please don't answer every single one of these questions for a single character. Pick a few that add the most detail and work well with your scene. And with these questions in mind, let's look at how I revised that scene. I didn't focus on her identity being stripped away. For this particular example, I dealt with the first part where I originally said, in the morning, Adeline wakes and fear starts to set in. Okay, here is the detailed version of that. When the morning sunlight creeps over Adeline's face, she rolls over, turning her back to the window. The two wooden doors stand guard opposite her. She pushes the comforter off her chin and tilts her head up. A water pitcher and washbowl rest on the vanity that sits low to the ground, squatting on short, stubby legs. She throws the comforter back over her head, closes her eyes, and counts to 30, then slowly pulls the comforter off her face and sits up. She's still in the room with the double doors, the squat vanity, and the love seat across from the fireplace. But she couldn't find the clothes she discarded near the lone window, the clothes she wore to the dig site. The clothes she hid beneath Eolus's cloak as she entered the castle. The clothes that prove she doesn't belong here. Adeline pulls her knees up to her chest and hugs them tightly. Her hands slip off her shins, and she wipes the sweat from her palms onto the bedsheets. She needs to find a way home. She wriggles out of bed, untwisting the nightgown from around her legs, and circles the sofa. She looks underneath and lifts up the cushions. Nothing. The wardrobe holds only an extra set of sheets and a bedpan, which causes Adeline to scrunch her nose. Think, she tells herself, think. What resources did she have access to? Oh, she squeaks, dashing back toward the bed. She shoves her hand under the pillow and retrieves her mobile phone. After powering it on, she holds the cool rectangular metal against her chest while she waits for the home screen to finish loading. She says a silent prayer and looks down. No signal. No connection. No option. Adeline turns off her phone, which keeps shaking in her hand. She starts breathing faster as she squints her eyes shut, as if she can shut out the images of the dead body that greeted her in this world. What exactly had he done to deserve a sword through his abdomen? And had the king been the one to judge and kill that man? Nowhere in that passage did I use emotion words like fear, panic, calming, lonely, scared, hopeful, etc., I attempted to focus specifically on what that fear felt like in her body and how she was reacting to her environment around her. I really tried to visualize the objects that were in the room with her and how she would be interacting with them. So that, my friends, is an example of how you can focus on showing emotions, specifically by asking yourself those eight questions. Again, please don't feel like you have to answer all of them, but it does help if you start going through them and trying to paint that picture for yourself so that you can see what your character is doing. And then you'll be able to work that into your scene. You've been listening to Parents Who Write, a show for parents by parents. Did you enjoy this episode? Please subscribe and leave a review. Doing so is how you can help other parents who write to find this show too. 